start of spring, spring equinox, uh, the light and dark comes into balance, more or less, and then uh, we keep heading toward the light of summer solstice, uh, it's a, a beautiful time of year, you know, as a bear I come out of hibernation and uh, I'll start playing in the mud and the sun and uh, uh, I'm thinking about seeds and gardens and planting and growing and you know what all this all the beautiful potential in in, in this full moon uh of of what we could bring about this spring uh so i'm i'm paying attention to all the all the little signs of of spring around me uh i saw the first robins this week um uh, the red one blackbirds already came back. Uh, uh, the birds are are full of song, and uh, I I like to listen to them and watch them. And uh, basically, I, I I think um any anyone that's a great way to spend a day sit sit and watch the birds and listen to them, and uh, play in the dirt and and see what's growing near you, uh, and what's growing inside you and uh you know and and what you what you want growing if uh if it's not there already uh you know what what do you want to plant uh and you know uh, can be uh real seeds we're talking about here real gardens or you know metaphorically um and you don't have to you don't have to have a lot of space i mean you can just have a little pot you know, a little, just a little thing in your windowsill or right outside your front step. I mean, even if you don't have a yard, you know, you just can get a, a bucket or a little pot, get some good dirt, dirt's important, and, uh, and, and plant something, um, you know, or, or try to just plant, you know, get some, um, you know, scallions or, or onions and, uh, I haven't done this yet, but apparently you can just kind of regrow lots of veggie scraps. Uh, I'm trying this right now with uh, the the tops of beets. So you can't get a whole beet out of it, but uh, uh, supposedly you can get beet greens. So that's what I'm trying. And I think um, I should have taken a picture when I started and paid more attention because that's um, now I think maybe... Maybe the the greens are are growing a little bit more, but uh, you have to pay attention. So that's um that's my message for today: is, is pay attention to uh, what's growing inside you and around you, and what you want what you want growing inside and around you. And uh, in in that vein of spring, I have some really beautiful work for you. Uh, just some. Gorgeous poems by Holly Wren Spaulding. Um, these are the kinds of words that uh, I want growing around and inside me, and I, I hope you will too. And uh, Holly Wren Spaulding is a really beautiful poet and teacher. Uh, she has a uh, runs Poetry Forge, which is like this great school of the imagination. And she has classes and also just wonderful workshops and offerings like uh, Poetry is Consolation, this beautiful pop-up writing workshop she does, and uh, Plant Poetics, and just all kinds of really, really lovely offerings. So you can check out her website at poetryforge.us. 
uh, to find out more about her books and classes and offerings. Uh, But I am going to read to you uh, from two of her books. Um, They're just beautiful books. Uh, Not just the words, which are beautiful, but as objects to hold in your paws. Um, And they have beautiful covers and just a beautiful sense of space. Uh, There's a lot of white space and these poems have room to breathe and uh, they're they're just really lovely. You're going to want to, I think you're going to want to pick up your own copies and keep coming back to them. But anyway, so I'm going to read to you from Between Us, uh, which is her newest little book, and also Familiars. Uh, So uh, this might come as a surprise to you, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't write out these introductions uh, or really plan them. I just kind of speak, which is why uh, they're a bit rambly and, uh, you know, I might repeat words like beautiful a lot and, um, you know, but you, you're, you're not coming here to the Violet Hour, uh, you know, for... For me, you're coming for the beautiful words on music I'm sharing with you. So, um, yeah, so let's, let's get into it. These first ones I'm going to read are from Familiars by Holly Wren Spaulding. And they're very short poems, and so I'm, I'm going to give them, uh, the equivalent of the white space on the page. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to give them some equivalent white silence around them. So here we go. Holly. On this day, the air smelled of cut pine. Every ilex blazed. The forest spoke me to me. I survived their unbelief. The longest winter. Conquer. But in the deeper forest, another way appears. Ash. Defeat comes like rain over a mountain, a beetle the size of a thorn. Vine, to touch the upper branches of the trees, yes. Dandelion, you could work all year with poison and blades, night then late night, And still this yellow dusted glow, stems silking to pink. Everyone knows our true name endures. They want us gone, but we won't go. Fern, my tight green thaws through layered dark, blade then stipe my fuse unfurls, the air becomes me. Pasture, these geese keep landing in the overgrown field, bodies the same slate gray as the crates of shingles left by a neighbor who died suddenly at forty. These animals, their language in the high grass calling. This place between that's not their home, where no one settles since the widow sold the horses. This first heat of summer making blue in the iris, Peonies eaten open by ants. This three-year-old who crouches now to admire new mushrooms 
whose smooth tan caps and hidden gills she names beautiful. This is a song for no one, sung in a key that cannot be sung, a song that'll never be heard by anyone under the sun. This is a life that we're living. These are the things that we have been given. Oh, sweet things. Sweet things are given. And sweet things are taken away. Oh, sweet boy. I thought I'd see you tomorrow And now I'm trying to remember That was Amy Correa with Sweet Things from her new EP, As We Are, which you can pre-order now and will be available starting next week, March 25th. And now I'm going to read some selections from Holly Run Spalding's Between Us. Letter from Isolation I am writing to you while the bread bakes. Just a few more minutes before I lift the lid, lower the heat so the crust can crisp, while trucks idle near the city's hospitals, awaiting the dead. There's a yeastiness in the air, a sense of dread, an urgency to eat what I have made with my own hands, to plant carrot seeds, forget-me-nots. Dear Elsewhere, The daylilies I dug from the abandoned garden rooted easily and now cover the whole yard. They bloomed all last month. Blue-tipped irises strike everywhere, flame-like. So I know it's June, then July, when they die and the ground turns brown from drought. There are birds waxwings and wrens, but also the cat clawing their bodies and burials under the porch. The days are beautiful and full of loss. Little note. I long for the colors of radish, pink, 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 and sometimes purple. Their spring radishiness, their bite a little fire. With salt and smears of butter on homemade bread. With you here, too, and neither of us afraid of dying. 
letter. There's not enough space to say how clean the air felt at the green market this morning, how sweet the smallest blue grapes the color of fog, or to tell you about the smell of basil, bread, thyme, and marigolds large enough to make a whole room glow for just five dollars. On the outer edge, a man with a chessboard and giant hands called out to me and waved, but I don't know how to play. It would have been nice to sit across from him and move my queen as though I knew what I was doing. If you were here, we would claim one of the benches and watch the beautiful mothers buying eggs and milk from upstate. We would sit close and feel the steam rising from our coffee in paper cups that say, I heart New York. In the year of the virus, I find two wild hyacinths flourishing in blue under a dead tree in our yard. If I could, I would bring them to you. This one is for the lovers out there, the ones who dare to share all of their hearts and most of their thoughts. They share their love. They share their love. who are clever, the ones who are kind, the ones who speak plainly, speak divinely, and share in their minds. They kind of remind me to share my love when they share their love with all of us, with all of us. With All of Us by Amy Correa. I'm going to read you uh, the author's note from Holly Wren Spaulding's Familiars. In 2016, I was invited to create an exhibit as part of an artist residency in northern Michigan. I am a writer, not a visual artist, but for some time I had imagined placing poems in a gallery 
so that visitors could walk among them, as they might move through a sculpture garden or arboretum. I wanted to work with what is said and what is unsaid. I began a series of poems concerned with loss and affection and how we get along when we must share what belongs to all of us, not as resources to be exploited, but as a place to be and belong, our common home. The titles of each piece were words from a list of nature terms that had been displaced from the Oxford Junior Dictionary. Crocus replaced by chat room, for example. Language seeming to symbolize and further the growing separation of humanity from the rest of nature. A few poems from that initial series appear in this book, such as acorn, adder, heather, ox. But as I continued to work during the ensuing years, writing these poems became my quiet way of making visible what is being erased, ignored, and often replaced with our fascination with technologies that keep us too far from the scents and sounds of the world beyond our doors and cities, unaware of the losses happening and their impact on our well-being. These poems are acts of love, protest, preservation, and above all, reverence. This project required that I go to the woods and fields and bodies of water to listen and appreciate what too often goes unseen. Like the vine which trespasses on the idea of a tidy yard, but has its own reasons and grows in its own direction. Or the carnation, which had always seemed to me ordinary and dull when compared with other blooms. I now regard these hardworking flowers for their unabashed ardor, their unpretentious prettiness, as they keep vigil amid our celebrations and losses and the other dramas of ordinary life. On tables everywhere, they remain upright and fragrant longer than any other stem. I bow to them now and to all of the others who did not make it into this volume, but nevertheless, I hope can continue to exist. Holly Wren Spalding, October 12th, 2020. Acorn. Lie down in leaf litter, dark soil and bones. Begin. Poppy. In the searchlight, high beams, hot pavement, rim of weeds, the red, 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 red of a whole field alive. Dough. I clear small patches with my mouth. What else is there but this field? This winter, hunger. Starling. Coyotes crying all night in a landscape of rocks and scrub oaks. Dust. Come here, they said. Sagebrush, or did she dream it? Opened both doors, all the windows, let wind in. A slick brown snake uncoiled on the threshold. Birds flying fast from the soffits. Ancient light, mountains, an orange couch. A warmth she walked into. Ox. Don't think I never wonder what else I might have been. Boar. A certain kind of person will survive the great derangement. Track me through heat and insects, mud and underbrush. They won't care if I'm rough-skinned. A gamey flavor is nothing to them. A winter's worth of meat, though. What they don't know is my gift of premonition. I can tell you there will be difficult years. Horrors beyond any already fathomed. But sometime after, 
blue will flow back. Rare seeds after long dormancy. Pastures laced with sorghum. You can't imagine what you'll hear when all the machines stop. And bees kissing after everything. Remember the lilacs of childhood? Like that. But on and on. Drying out my shoes A storm blew through my box last night Wasn't something I would choose I am the beggar There's a sharp pain in my knee Nothing feels right I may go on back to sleep But I comb my hair with a broken comb And I run my finger my teeth. I know I'm nothing to you, but I'm still something to me. How much can one man take? How much can one man give? I stand out here all day and live. My mind is broken glass So many changing shapes and colors And in the dark sunlight I squint Tomorrow comes one way or another that I think I hurt my knee How much can one man give How much can one man take I stand out here all day and bake That was Amy Correa with The Beggar. Newt. I have been to the border, high heat excruciating, the light a blade that cut us all day long. I asked my questions and recorded what I saw. Amidst the thousand dialects and dying languages, a thrum that needs no translation. Thrush. Sing, they used to say. What is dawn without your voice? What is June? Until they forgot. Hazel. The one more shimmering than the other, depending on the light. I'm not going to read you all the poems in this book, Familiars, uh, although I'd like to because 
they're really all so lovely. Uh, but I am going to read you the table of contents, uh, which to me reads like a poem of its own. Admissions. Beech, lark, vine, acorn, heather, hazel, sycamore, ash, adder, bramble, blackberry, walnut. Testimonials. Holly, crocus, fern, doe, carnation, gorse, poppy, thrush, pasture, bullock, newt, pelican. Foretellings. Conquer, ox, catkin, dandelion, brook, heron, starling, boar, cheetah, terrapin, beech, pansy. And I have a couple more poems for you from Between Us. By way of reply, I have waited three days for an all-white daffodil to open on the sill, have not answered any phone calls, have found a blue stone said to dispel dark thoughts. I am studying an ancient text about bringing forth and not bringing forth and how it can destroy you. A gift of apples, their seeds and stems carved out, sweet flesh and polished skins on a white plate between us. Missive after death, the bardo lasts 49 days, Buddhists say, to allow the transition from this to that, which means we still have a little while left to pass our messages back and forth. As is customary, I have put out bowls of water, sacrificial cakes, flowers, incense, and candles. I will watch the wicks burn down. I will stay here until you are gone. Sunday driver, the never arriver. Oh, going down the road without a care in the world, they say. Never looking behind her, the Sunday driver. Don't see the line of cars that are trying to get by her Driving into the sun Driving into the sun Singing that hymn to Just a dog by your side His baby brown eyes blinking in the sun and turning
Amy Korea with Sunday Driver. I guess it's time for a little mise. And on our menu today is a snack size interview with our featured musician, Amy Korea. Called a, quote, unicorn of a songwriter and singer by Grammy Award winning artist Anais Mitchell, intuitive, powerful, and vulnerable all at once, I'm obsessed. Amy Correa has released acclaimed music on major labels and was an early convert to crowdfunded independent releases. She hails from Lakeville, Mass., and is now based in Los Angeles. Her newest work, As We Are, is out next week, March 25th, and offers a wide range of moods and meaning. Propelled by a crack band of Boston-area musicians, Andy Playstead on drums, Mike Castanella on guitar and pedal steel, and Camone Kirk on bass, who also produced the five-song work. Taking on such subjects as demons, regret, and the godsend of creativity, Korea's latest As We Are is available through Bandcamp, amykorea.bandcamp.com, and on all the various streaming services, also through her website, amykorea.com. That's A-M-Y-C-O-R-R-E-I-A dot com. So the music we've been listening to today is from that new EP, so that's pretty exciting uh, to get a sneak peek here in the Violet Hour. Thank you, Amy, for for sharing that with us, and I hope uh, everyone will go get their paws on, on the EP. Also, I'm especially excited to be featuring uh, Amy's music uh, today, uh, because Amy, a long, long time ago, uh, if there's any listeners who have been with me back in the days uh, when I was doing the show live at Boston Free Radio, uh, Amy Korea was live in studio. That was many, many moons ago. Uh, but uh, she's really wonderful in person and virtually in, in her music and uh, every way. So um, I'm... Uh, so excited to uh, be able to feature her music again. She was also kind enough to answer a few questions for the Violet Hour, so uh, I will share that little interview with you now. One, what is your earliest memory of a road? A dirt road that led to grandmother's house on a lake. I refer to it in the title track of my album, Lakeville. There is a place at the end of the road, honeysuckle grows and lilac breezes blow. I learned to drive on that road. 2. If you were to assemble a self-portrait out of your trash, what would the finished piece look like? Two eggshells for breasts, a pubic bush of organic coffee grinds, a single strand of dental floss curves from shoulder to hip, suggesting a feminine form. The process included moldy raspberry nipples, a mouth made of half-eaten string cheese, a pubic bush of organic coffee grinds, a dill pickle tongue sticking out, and cartons of oat milk body, toilet paper rolls for arms, but I simplified it by the end. LOL. 3. What is your songwriting process and creative practice like? Can you describe the songs on your new EP as if they were wines and you were writing tasting notes for them? At the moment, I do morning pages, automatic writing. Sometimes I sing it out loud as I go, which helps sort through what's on my mind. Afterwards, I pull a tarot card and draw in pen and then color it in with magic marker, considering how the card applies to what I'm facing in my life or my day. It gives me a fun way to consider what I need to do or want to do or what I shouldn't do. The drawing somehow gets me out of my head and puts me in a lighthearted, hopeful space. 
When it comes to songwriting, I like switching between instruments, and right now I like finding ideas on the piano. I record a bunch of musical ideas on my phone and then go back and develop them. Almost always, melody is first, then a word or phrase that sets the stage and I build out from there. Once I have a basic form, I'll sometimes put the instrumental track of guitar, piano, and pro tools, and then start singing over it and playing with the words and melody to further develop it until it's finished. And then for the tasting notes. 1. Bow to the fire. Oaky Chardonnay with bright notes of Granny Smith apple asserting itself nicely amid lingering Old Testament judgment. 2. Sunday Driver. A somewhat distracted Sauvignon Blanc with hints of freshly cut grass and mist from a nearby mountain. 3. The Beggar. From France's Rhone Valley. A warm, earthy red with notes of leather and blackberry. An old vintage that suppresses a laugh. Very expensive. 4. Sweet Things. A port wine from the Azores. Pairs nicely with cheese and regret. 5. With All of Us. A sacramental wine served from a golden chalice, best suited for devotional rituals and communal living. 4. What are your five favorite words associated with mirrors? Reflection, shadow, witch, illusion, vanity. With keys? Skeleton, codes, scales, freedom, ignition. With regret. Lemons, pigeonhole, forgiveness, rubber band, solitude. Five, what are your current obsessions? I try not to be obsessed with anything. Peace of mind is a daily focus. Also, Irish butter. Bonus, if you were a stuffed animal, what would you be? Koala bear. Thank you so much, Amy Courier, for sharing your music and thoughts with the Violet Hour. Uh, again, her new EP, As We Are, uh, comes out March 25th. You can pre-order it now at amycurria.bandcamp.com. Are you or anyone you know a musician? Amateur, professional, experimental? Do you tell stories with music and song? Are you interested in being considered for a potential feature on Mr. Bear's Violet Hour? If you have answered yes to any of these questions, please send samples of your work, links to Bandcamp, SoundCloud, your website, digital demo, tape files on Google Docs, whatever you have, to violethourmoon at gmail.com. Miss Mousy, hello, are you there? And all we have to give the world and God is Miss Mousy! Mr. Bear, uh, sorry, I was, I was just rocking out to Amy Korea. Such great music. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I totally agree. Glad, glad you're enjoying her new EP, as we are. Uh, we're pretty lucky to get a sneak peek of it here. I know. I'm I'm just loving it. It's helping me with all my, my spring cleaning. Um Oh, what's what's that you're planting? Oh, well, I have um I have this uh paper with wildflower seeds in it that you can, can plant so wildflowers will grow. And uh, I'm just I'm copying out um words to some of Holly Wren Spalding's poems, uh, so I can plant them. Uh, because I think her words are so beautiful, and uh, and their her poems are like flowers, and and now now they can grow in my garden. Wow, um, that's a beautiful idea, Miss Mousy. I love that. Yeah, uh, you know, you 
there's all kinds of things you can plant, like you were talking about before, Mr. Bear, you know? Um, so I just, I love the idea of, of planting words and, and kindness. And uh, anyway, um, I should, um, I should really, I really want to get back to the, the music. Um, so, oh, yeah, sorry, I didn't, didn't mean to disturb you. Um, I just thought, you know, maybe we could, could talk a little bit about, uh, uh, you know, Holly Ren Spalding and Amy Korea and, you know, maybe what, um, uh, you know, what teas or tinctures that you might be inspired to make by them. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I do have some thoughts, actually. Uh, you know, being springtime, I'm especially thinking about bitters, you know, get the digestive juices flowing and get things moving. And, well, you know how I feel about bitters. Everybody needs them. Um, so I was thinking, you know, Amy Korea and her music, uh, kind of, I want something strong and warm and spicy aromatic a little bit of a little bitter edge under there so i'm thinking angelica and cardamom and maybe some sassafras well that that sounds like a a good warm spicy bitters blend yeah i I think uh, i think that would be really really nice um and uh, maybe some mugwort in there too you know mugwort is uh it's an interesting you know very complex, nuanced kind of flavor and uh, stimulates digestion. A lot of people work with mugwort for dreaming. Um, yeah, I really, I think Amy and mugwort, yeah. Um, and then um, Holly, well, I mean, I just, I think of flowers. I think of flowers, 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 and color and the forest and uh and where the field meets the forest kind of the edges of things and just cool soft dark spaces and water bubbling and bird song and so i'm i'm kind of thinking just you know gather everything that grows wild in the yard and um throw it into a jar and tincture it or um, make tea with it, uh, or uh, vinegar, a spring vinegar. That's that's what I'm going to say for Holly's poems, a spring vinegar. So um, how about uh, dandelion, violet, um, ground ivy, purple dead nettle, maybe some henbit, chickweed, cleavers, uh Yarrow, uh, we'll put some mugwort in there too. Um, yeah, and throw that in a jar, pour some vinegar over it. You know, I like apple cider vinegar, and uh, let that macerate for uh, at least a month. Uh, with vinegars, I like to go even longer uh, six weeks, sometimes six months. Um, but yeah, four to, four to six weeks, and then strain it out, and you've got a beautiful uh, spring backyard uh, flower vinegar, flowers and leaves you can can put in, um, and yeah. Oh, thanks, Miss Mousie. That um that sounds delicious. Uh, uh maybe maybe you'd like to share uh your salad dressing recipe. Uh, sure, Mister Bear. Uh, you know, I do. Well, I mix it up sometimes, but one, one, one way I do it is uh, like a three-two-one, uh, three, th- like three tablespoons olive oil, two tablespoons herbal infused vinegar, and one tablespoon herbal infused honey, um, and just mix, mix that up. Um, and I don't, I don't even, mi- I just put it in the bowl. I bet you know, go out in your yard, pick. Pick all your your greens, throw them in the bowl, um, and then I just I just mix the dressing right in the bowl. I don't even do it separately because uh, I'm kind of lazy. So just put the the oil, the vinegar, and honey right in. Stir it up. Um, add a little salt and pepper. Uh, I love to add dried mint. Um, yeah, and then you just have a really delicious spring salad. Um, 
And you know what I always say, Mr. Bear? Uh, that you're a two-dimensional, hand-drawn rodent studying herbalism, and listeners should do their own research and look up uh, things on their own. Um, yeah, I say that, but uh, what else do I always say? Uh, that if I'm going to do handstands again, uh, I should really do them supported. And if I want to try unsupported handstands, I need to work on my core. And even then, I should uh, try it on a mat with nothing sharp around. Well, yeah, I mean, that's not something I always say, Mr. Bear. That was kind of very specific to your situation last time. But yeah, um, but what else? What do we always say? Oh, uh, grow food, not lawns. Exactly, that's right. This is just your, you know, uh, you know, monthly full moon reminder to not use Roundup or pesticides or chemicals or any of those horrible things on your lawn, um, because plants are magical and, and those things that some people call weeds, um, you know, they say weeds like it's a bad word or a dirty word and weeds are the most beautiful magical portals to amazingness and deliciousness and medicine and and will just bring healing to your your mind and spirit and body so I really really wish um, people would stop poisoning their lawns I know, me too. Uh, I was at the hardware store the other day and saw a huge, huge, like half the store was just filled with Roundup and signs about Roundup killing everything. And I'm like, yeah, it kills everything, so don't use it. Get rid of this. I mean, if they're going to have it, they should have it like locked up under 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 lock and key. And I know, I know, it's just so upsetting. Um, So we just have to spread the word, you know, stop poisoning the lawns and, um, you know, just, just stop growing grass, these boring, nutrient-depleting monoculture lawns, and, and let, let the plants do their magic and flourish, and, and, and then, you know, we can have violets and yarrow and mugwort and, and Holly Wren Spalding poems and Amy Correa songs just, you know, growing up all over the place. Uh, yeah, that's such a beautiful vision for spring, Miss Mousy. Um, so uh, I'm gonna go go wrap up the show. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks for for sharing your thoughts. Well, yeah, thanks for for stopping by, Mister Bear. Um, okay, um, I'm gonna get back to it now. Oh, and happy spring equinox. Two, three, and how about to the fire up? How about to the fire up? How about to the fire up? Of creativity.
that was Amy Correa with Bow to the Fire. That's from her new EP, As We Are, available March 25th, but you can pre-order it now at amycorea.bandcamp.com. And that's the show, folks. Thanks so much for spending a little time with me in the Violet Hour and with the work of Holly Wren Spalding and the music of Amy Correa. And you can find out more about Holly Wren Spalding and her work at her website, hollywrenspalding.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-W-R-E-N. S-P-A-U-L-D-I-N-G dot com. And you can also find out more about her classes and work at poetryforge.us. And the books that I read from today, she has other books too, which you can find on her website. Uh, But Between Us and Familiars are available at alicegreen.com. That's Alice Green with an E at the end dot com. And I'm just going to uh, give you a little parting full moon gift uh, of an oracle. That's our our new newish ritual. Uh, so I'm going to consult the oracle. Fran P- Francine Pascal, Sweet Valley High, number 74, The Perfect Girl. Robin will do anything to keep George. Uh, I'm just going to paw through. And point my little paw down at the page. And here's your oracle. Elizabeth grinned and held a poster up to the telephone pole. Go ahead and staple, she ordered. Why can't you be that creative in school? I'll read that one more time. Elizabeth grinned and held a poster up to the telephone pole. Go ahead and staple, she ordered. Why can't you be that creative in school? So interpret that as you like. Uh, Go ahead and staple. I think that's always good advice. And um, I'll I'll be back with you on the new moon. So uh, until then, uh, take care. uh, Grow something or watch something grow. And be kind to each other. Theme song and show music by Sugar Whiskey. Mr. Bear and Miss Mousy believe in radical love and kindness, in mutual aid, and empowering ourselves and our communities. Together we can dismantle the white, racist, colonizing, misogynistic, capitalist, homophobic, transphobic, ableist patriarchy. This podcast was recorded on Potawatomi, Kickapoo, Miami, Sioux, and Peoria land. Text your zip code or city comma state to 907-312-5085 and find out whose land you're living on. Uh, You can also go to land.codeforanchorage.org for more information. There's also a helpful map at native-land.ca. This is just the first step in developing a land acknowledgement. Let's learn our history and honor the land and indigenous peoples, past, present, and future. This podcast was produced in collaboration with the Boston Free Radio Podcast Network, part of bostonfreeradio.com and Somerville Media Center, Somerville's longest-running public access media center that enables a vibrant and diverse community to express its creativity, explain its ideas, share its cultures, and foster the individual right to freedom of speech. Learn more about Somerville Media Center at somervillemedia.org or check out some of the other amazing Boston Free Radio podcasts and radio shows at bostonfreeradio.com. Thanks for listening.